Hi there. Good morning. How are you all doing? I have a word this morning for specifically a young preacher. Okay? I hope you don't mind listening. I want to share something with you that I think is very important. Everyone that knows me knows I have a strong empathy for young preachers. And by young preachers, it's not specifically age. It means people that just embrace the calling and they are trying to travel and find their way in the midst of that calling. As the preacher of the gospel, both male or female. That's what I mean by young preacher. But it's a journey that I've been taking now. It's been 11 years. And I've seen every face of it. Every face of it. I know what it means to be a young preacher. I know what it means to be way at the bottom and you're looking at the future and you don't know how it's going to be. And especially now where we have the ability to see everyone else and what they are doing and how successful they are and how great they are doing and you're wondering, man, when am I going to get there? You know what I mean? It's a tough place to be in life. I know the pain of a young preacher. It's a different kind of pain. And in most cases, not too many people understand the pain of a young preacher. Because a young preacher is very ignored in the church. He's serving under someone, possibly, or he's by himself doing his thing and nobody cares. So a young preacher is often uh, looked down upon. That's one thing that the young preacher always gets every day is looked down upon because people are looking at the people that are popping. So a young preacher, nobody cares about it. A young preacher rarely even have people that look them in the eyes and ask them genuinely, how are you doing? There are young preachers that will tell you they have never had that. They don't even know how that feels to have someone that cares genuinely. Everyone just expect from a young preacher and they expect they put a lot of pressures on them for them to grow. But I want to give you a couple of advice that can help you in your journey. And I think it's very important. I wish, I really wish someone told me this. I really wish someone sat me down when I was growing up in ministry and shared this advice with me. The first thing I'm going to tell you to be very careful with it's for you to stop asking people for help. This is really deep and I'm going to break it down the best way I can. Don't think you can only have from people or get support from people when you ask. If you, if you start your life like that, it's not going to go well for you. As a young preacher, you're going to need to learn how to suffer luck at the expense of you asking. It's a big test that you're going to need to pass that you have to understand that you don't have to always ask for help. Because the, I know the Bible says, ask and it shall be given to you. Remember the Bible talk about asking God for people. You have to be very led by the Spirit, beyond reasonable doubt, to ask someone. And it has to be someone that is willing to give you. As you begin to grow in ministry, God will put people in your life that are your partners, that are your helpers. You know these are your helpers. You're going to have the peace of asking them stuff. But never have the attitude of because you know someone has something and you are 
um, in their sphere or you are acquainted with them, you think you can ask them and receive help. It's not going to end up well with you. Number one, it's going to destroy your reputation. It's going to destroy your faith. It's going to ruin you from the ability to trust God for your provision. It will trickle down in your heart. You will not even understand how that will affect you. You will always be expecting from people. And you will never know what it means to trust God for provision. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. And if you keep asking... The worst thing you can have as a young preacher is have people tell you no or turn you down. You are first of all struggling with yourself. Struggling in building yourself to grow. You don't. You need only things that can give you self-worth. You don't need no's in life. You are first of all at the position where your emotions are very vulnerable. You don't need people to turn you down. So the best way you can protect yourself from that is to stop asking for help. Help is coming. You never need to ask for help help is coming don't <clears throat> excuse me don't don't override your journey and burn the bridges and exit yourself from what god is trying to teach you are you going to suffer yes of course who doesn't suffer in every career that they are entering into so as a young preacher you're going to suffer a lot you're going to be hungry you're going to not have clothes to wear that doesn't mean if you don't have clothes, you have to ask someone that has it. No, you, you can be without clothes and trust the Lord that the Lord might probably put it in someone's heart when it's time to help you. Avoid asking. Avoid asking or begging. It will, re, it will reduce your self-image as a, as a young preacher. It will even ruin your self-esteem and it, it, it's not even going to help your credibility. And it's going to affect your relationship with God. God is going to find it hard to draw you to a point where you can trust Him. Avoid that. Avoid opposite sex. Whether you're male or female. Uh, avoid opposite sex temptation. It's one of those things that can ruin your career. People that have been there will tell you. You're going to flee from it. That's what the Bible says. You're going to flee from it. You're going to understand that that's something that will cost your career. Don't play with it. Understand that that is something that is going to cost your career. Don't fool around with opposite sex and think you can get away with it. Spiritually, it's even very bad. I'm not going to go into details on explaining you what sexual sin does to your spirit. Many of us already know. And if you don't know, I mean, search it online and, and, and listen to some of the big preachers, the big names that we know on, on what uh, sexual sin does to your spirit. That's not what I want to teach you this morning. I just want to advise you that if anything that you can to stay away from it, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a battle. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. It's going to be something that will be given to you at the platter of gold. It's going to be there. You're going to have to make a choice, understanding that this is something that is going to cost my relationship with God and it's going to cost me my career. If you have a dream, you know that you don't supposed to mess around with the things that will cost you. You are already paying prices. So stick to what you believe and expect your reward. Don't mess around. It's one thing that I will advise you not to play with. Okay, I will advise you not to play with that. The second thing is the, the third thing maybe. 
Don't run behind people. Don't run. I don't care who they are. Please don't run behind people. It's not going to help you. It's not humility. It's none of those things. It's actually even low self-esteem. It's stupidity. It's a lot. It's, it's, don't do that. Stop running behind people. Don't let anybody turn you down twice. If you call somebody once, they don't pick their call. You call them twice, they don't pick their call. Don't call them again. Just let them be. Understand that that door is not a door that is open for you. And don't be mad. Just understand that God has not brought them your path yet. Maybe they can come later. Okay? But don't run behind people. It's not going to help your self-esteem. You need all the... Ask any man pulling weight in this kingdom. They will tell you that confidence is what is pushing them. If you are not confident in your God and confident in your abilities, how do you want to succeed in this race? So you don't need anything that rob you off of that. Rob, running behind people is going to rob you off of that. So don't run behind people. Run towards God. Your running is to your prayer altar. Your running is in your worship. Your running is in the things of God, not behind people. The Lord is going to be the one that will bring people your path. And you will have to understand that. You have to understand that isolation is a privilege of intimacy with God. It's not a proof of lack of favor. As a young preacher, you need to understand that sometimes God is isolating you to have you to himself so he might feel you. The Bible says he called the twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them. Don't look at because you don't have some strong connections, you don't have some people in your life, you don't have some good friends or things like that. That means you are short of favor. Please, don't think like that. Don't think like that. You can have great favor with God and don't even have a friend for a season of your life. Understand that. Understand that you never need to push or force anything that the Lord is giving you. Please understand that earlier on in your life that you will never have to force your way into anything that belongs to you. Stay calm, stay put. Run your race and learn to only receive what the Lord is giving you. The last thing I'm going to share with you and then I'm let you go. Be careful. <clears throat> Be careful of God said. This one is going to destroy you. Be careful of God said. If God is not saying, you don't have to say it. Don't be under pressure like you have to tell people the mind of God. Who is putting that pressure on you? Don't let anybody put that pressure on you. I know many times in my life where people are asking me, what is God saying? And I say, God is not saying anything. <laughs> God is not saying anything. I'm not hearing anything that God is saying. Do you think that makes you weak? Oh, come on. If God is not talking to you, feel free to tell people that God is not talking to you now. Okay? When God talks to you, you're going to let them know. But that God said, when God does not say anything, it's going to rob you from hearing God. When you start saying something that God has not said, God is not going to tell you something that you should say. That's what you have to understand. If you start the God said ministry without God saying, that is how you're going to build up your whole ministry. 
and you're never going to understand the authentic voice of God. And you find it very hard to becoming the mouthpiece of God because you have become the mouth of your mind. And you have become a people pleaser. The Bible says, let him that wants to talk, let him speak like an oracle. If God is not talking, don't talk. God stayed more than 200 years in the Bible without talking. What makes you think that he cannot stay one year, five years without talking to you? What makes you think that? Why are you allowing people to put you under pressure? Read your Bible, pray your prayer. If you don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, shut your mouth. Run your race. The time will come when the voice of the Lord will flow in your spirit like rivers of living water. You're going to talk until you, you lack energy of speaking. It's coming. Just be patient. The voice of God is for you. Don't hurry. God is trying to train you to hear his voice and you are trying to talk without him talking. Don't do that. Don't do that. Anybody that think you are not hearing God, they will only think that for a season. When the season comes, when the voice of the Lord is coming to you, it's going to dissolve all doubt. When God speak, men, listen. Lenda, El, it will help you. You will be great. Matter of fact, I want you to be very great. I want you to be very great and I want you to succeed. I love you. I care about you. God bless you.